This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. It's Thursday. You boys know how I feel about Thursday. It is a shit day. I'm actually not having that bad of a day today. Got to record early. It's about a nooner podcast. I'm recording right now. My Reds are playing. They're in the playoffs. They lost uh, extra innings yesterday. Could literally 13 men on base. I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but when you strand 13 guys on base, we had every opportunity to win that game. It's a complete fucking joke. We didn't. They're playing right now, but I got to get through this. Listen, a lot of a lot of people might take this week off. Okay, and rightfully so. The card. I'm actually interested in a few of these fights. I did my due diligence. I dug in. I looked at some people I didn't know. A lot of people I do know. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I made the right place. I think I have a good card. Um, I have a good card. This is not a good card. The main card is is, is rough. It's, it's, it's rough. But listen, for all those people who are going to be like, oh, well, everyone says this card's bad. It's good to deliver. Yeah, any card can be look bad and deliver. I'm going to watch. My wife is eight months pregnant. I have a three-year-old, right? I'm not doing anything else. I'm not going out and partying. I'm not drinking. I'm watching fights, okay? It's going to be couch and fights for Saturday, and then on Sunday, it's football. That's what I'm doing, okay? Wife doesn't want to go anywhere. Her feet are swollen up. You know, when she goes and works, you know, she works, stands on her feet. Her her feet are fucking elephant feet when she comes home. She ain't going to want to do nothing. Um... So, of course, I'm going to watch. But, yeah, it's not critical to say this card's bad. It's bad. It is. There's a lot. There's no name value. The main card is very surprising to me that they don't have Carlos Condit on the main card. He's the biggest name. I mean, maybe Holly Holm, but I would still say Carlos Condit's a bigger name because of the WC days. Jordan Williams has a little bit of a name recognition. They got the whole diabetes thing with him. And he just came out of the contender series, which gets a lot of views. And they got him on the prelims. Right? Charles Jordan, who I think is a really good Canadian prelims. Uh, and Casey Kenny, who I think is going to be a role player at 135 or, or could possibly be prelims. You know, Dukon Taljan versus Dusko Togovorvic shouldn't be on the main card. Kyler Phillips versus Cameron Elsie shouldn't be on the main card. Drain Duranami versus Julia Pena should be the co-main event. It should be the women in the main event, and the co-main event should be women too. Jorgen Nakasha versus Carlos Filippi should not be the co-main event. That might maybe kick off. They always like putting heavyweights high, maybe kick off the main card. I don't like the way they structure this card at all. I'm critical of that. I think Carlos Condit should be on the main card. I, th- I think that's crazy. And especially in a day and age where, you know, they used to put, they used to load the prelims up with like Uriah Faber. Always seemed like he headlined the prelims because people would watch that on, on Fox when they were on Fox, right? They would watch that on Big Fox. And that would lead into a pay-per-view. This is all on basically ESPN+. Plus. People don't really have to click around much anymore. It's all on ESPN+. Plus. So... It's silly that they're putting these name values on there. I just, I, if I was Carlos Conrad, I'd be a little slighted. I'd be like, yo, 43 fights in the game. I'm a former interim champion, former WEC champion, or maybe, I don't know if he actually won in WEC. He probably did. I don't know. Got a lot of name recognition. Yeah, he's been shitty lately, but put me on the main card. So that's my little spiel. Yes, it's a bad card. Yes, I'm picking it. Yes, shut the fuck up. Let's go. One thing. I was actually going to do a video for this. I was going to do my first video pick, just me picking the card. I got this cool little software. I've been fucking trying it all week, um, perfecting it. I, I I struggle with like video stuff sometimes. Um, I feel like I got, hold on, I got freaking, God, something dug into my ear, ear itches, boys. Um, what is going on with my headphones? 
All right. So I was going to do it, but I'm like, you know what? My wife's work schedules all week, uh, all fucked up this week. I got to squeeze this in before she goes to the doctor and then she's got to get to work for her client. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the videos for this card because this is by far the weakest card of the upcoming cards we got. Right. And I didn't want to edit it since I'm recording late and blah, 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 blah. I'm just lazy is what it is. I just lazy, but I do want to put out more video content. I'm tired of saying it. Let's get into the picks. I don't really have much else to say. I don't think there's anything personal. I don't have any gripes. I don't have any complaints. Everything's coming up all right. Everything's coming up all right, Brian. All right, so let's just get in the picks. First five of the night, you got Jess and Aria, 16 and 5. German, right? Is he German? Plus 102 underdog. Uh, he's fighting Luigi Veneramini, who is Brazilian, who very, very much sounds like Italian to me. He's 8 and 1, minus 124 favorite. I believe Luigi is making his UFC debut. Uh, I am wrong. He got knocked out by Alessi Dos, uh, Dos Santos Zalecki in his USC debut in the second round. That uh, was his only loss. Um, he's fighting Justin Arn, who hasn't fought in a while. Uh, funny enough, he has a uh, loss to Darren Till at 170. Many moons ago, hasn't fought in two years. Two losses already in the UFC. Taking some time off. A lot of his wins outside the UFC, they're kind of they're kind of all over the place. He's not really good at anything. He's very tough. Darren Till couldn't finish him. Uh, I don't think Stevie Ray finished him as either. 16 to 5, good record. Um, I can understand where the line is. You know, Luigi does have some decent wins on his record, right? Some impressive wins, I should say, the way he, he has finished those. He did get knocked out, but he fought a really tough guy. Uh Jesse Aron, again, Aria, excuse me, he has fought some really tough guys too. He fought Darren Till is huge at 170. Aria, this fight's at 155, obviously a smaller 170. And he fought Stevie Ray, um, who's no longer in the UFC, but you know, is good competition. The value is on Aria here for sure with the, with the with the underdog play at plus one hundred two. I I just don't I just not impressed with him. I don't like a jack of all trades here. I like a guy that's more of like a finisher uh, and has a, a a certain path to victory. Right? Um, you know, Justin Aria is fairly well rounded, but he's just not good at anything. Right? He's just okay at everything. And I'm gonna go Luigi. Uh, eight and one is his overall. He's minus one twenty four favorite. I don't hate the number. Don't hate the line. I usually bet the first fight out of the gate to try to see what's going on, no matter what it is. I bet the first fight. This is a viable fight either way, right? Uh, Arya obviously has the experience. He has fought some good competition, like I said, but there's just something about Luigi. I love his name, first off, and that's probably not even how you pronounce it, right? I'm probably butchering his name. It's probably Lugi or something. No, it can't be that. That's like Russian. Uh, I'm going to call him Luigi because I don't give a fuck, but... uh, yeah, I'm going to lean Luigi here. Both guys I don't know a ton of. I've seen Jesse Aria fight Darren Till. I did not see the Stevie Ray fight, and I completely forgot Luigi's fight against Dos Santos, but now I do remember it. Once I once I looked up the record, it, it jogged my memory of the of the knockout he got. But I'm going to lean Luigi, even if, that, even if that's not his name. His name is from now forward, Luigi. Next up, Casey Kenny, 14-2-1. He's a minus 280 favorite. He's fighting Holly Ol. Olentang, who's 14-7-1. He is a plus-220 underdog. This is a competitive fight here. Uh, Olentang's from Mongolia, China, right? Good wrestler, good grappler. He's got some good wins on the UFC record. Undefeated in the UFC, actually. He's fought two really good wrestlers himself. He's won decisions. Split decision at Ryan Benoit. Um, and he's got some really good wins uh, throughout here. He's heavy pressure, grappling base guy. Case Kenny, the exact same way. Casey Kenny's wrestling is is some of his grappling is is super impressive in this division. The only fight he has lost in the UFC is against Marab, who is on another fucking planet. Um, there's an argument to be made that Casey Kenny could possibly 
possibly go to one uh, one twenty five. You know, I don't know, but um, he's got some impressive wins in the UFC already. Ray Borg, that's a good win. Manny Bermudez, who's no longer in the UFC, but at the time, Manny Bermudez was fucking fourteen and zero. So that was a really big win. He gave Bermudez his first L. Marab. That's a tough loss just because of the pacing. And then he came back after Marab and got his first UFC finish over uh, Louis Smoka. Haile Ontong, and I'm, I'm proud pronouncing his name wrong. I don't give a shit. The Mongolian, he's interesting here, you know. Uh, at plus 220, I, I can see people sniffing around. I think this is a unique matchup. Casey Kenny fought a guy, Marab, who does what Casey Kenny does better. Uh, does what Casey Kenny does, except he does it better with a higher volume and a higher pace. Uh, Hiley is not Marab to Swallows Philly, but Hiley is similar into Casey Kenny is, is, you know, I think he's going to be a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, but Casey Kenny is so good. And by the way, if you notice, I can't just say Kenny. I can't just say Casey. It's Casey Kenny. Uh, you gotta say both names. He doesn't have a nickname yet. He, we got to get this guy a nickname. What should it be? Casey Kenny, Casey, Casey Kenny, Casey Kasem, uh, RIP. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at coming up with nicknames. I always, I always had corny ones for myself. And then until someone's like, Hey, you can't give yourself a nickname. I'm like, why? No one else is going to give me one. I'll fucking give myself one. Um, but back to this fight, I, I see it being, I understand why Casey is, is see there. I just did Casey. I can understand why he's the minus two eighty favorite. I don't like betting that because both these are grapplers. Even though I think Casey's the better grappler, I think he's going to get this done. Highly does have the most impressive record, 14-7-1. A lot of his losses are outside the UFC. They're all, his only loss outside the UFC is 2-0 currently in the UFC. I'm going to go Kenny here. I don't love minus 280 if I'm being honest with you. I do like Casey a lot. Highly, I think, is going to give him some fits in this fight. I think it's going to be a battle of positioning. Hopefully, he doesn't turn into a stand-up. Like, both grapplers just don't want to engage in the grappling. They decide to stand up. Um Hopefully there is some grappling, but it's going to be high level. And I think there's going to be a lot of good scrambles. And I just, I lean Kenny on that. I'm not super confident in this. I think highly is uh, a, a playable dog here at plus 220. There's not a lot of dogs in this card. I literally only have like four that I circled that I was kind of looking at. And uh, honestly, I think, uh, I think Hiley's worth a look, um, but I'm going to go Kenny. I just think Kenny's all around better. I think he's a problem in that division too. I think once he learns a little more stand-up, a little more defensive, and his cardio maybe needs to get uptick just a little bit, uh, I think he's a big real problem. All right, next up, one of the best names in in, in all of MMA, Loma Lukabumi. She is 4-2. and two. She is a minus 132 favorite. She's fighting Junior Fry, who's 9-5, and five, plus 108 underdog. Junior Fry, uh, kind of a hottie, right? I thought she looked pretty good against Kay Hansen, so she got uh, armbarred. Um, she's got a lot of losses, a lot of ugly losses on her record, but I think she's very new to MMA. Her UFC debut against Kay Hansen, who is a sweetie pie. Um, she looked strong. She looked big. She looked strong. She, she, you know, this is a former champ and Victor champion, Junior Fry. And she looked like she avoided a lot of Kay Hansen's, uh, grappling exchanges in the beginning. However, uh, she kind of slowed down a little bit and Kay Hansen was very aggressive and got that arm bar in the third round. Impressive performance. But Junior Fry looked big, looked strong for 115 pound female. Loma Lukabumi lost Angela Hill. Um, good striker that Lukabumi is obviously not her real last name. That is the 
name that she's taking from the Thailand gym that she trains out of. That is, you know, just a little bit of a culture lesson. That, that's what people do. Um, but, uh, you know, she's, she's a solid Thai practitioner. She's kind of, kind of fights like a Thai fighter, right? Just kind of one kicks at a time and then kind of moves away. She her striking isn't tempoed yet for MMA. I think Muay Thai people, uh, fighters, when they come over to MMA, you know, Muay Thai almost has like this kind of rhythm to it. You know, it's a bounce, bounce, kick, bounce, bounce, punch, bounce, bounce, kick. And almost, it's almost like they kind of, in the beginning of the fight, they kind of trade kicks and they kind of, it's like a, it's a weird dance they do. MMA, the tempo is a lot different. I think a lot of Thai fighters are successful when they come over MMA, but they need to learn the tempo is a little different. I think Junior Fry is a, is a, is a very good underdog pick here. I'm taking her as an underdog. Um, plus 108. I like her in that. I think she was competitive in the K. Hansen fight. I think Luma Luka be me. Who I love her name. I'll say it. I might even get fucking tattooed on my neck. That's how much I like it. I think, you know, she's just going to be a little small here. And I and I just don't love her striking. I think Junior Fry can probably exploit some of her um, take down the fence problems that Loma, uh, Loma Lukabumi has. I just had to say it one more time. So I'm going to go Junior Fry plus 108. I got these lines yesterday. They might have moved a little bit. I can see this fight going even money. But you want dogs. I'm giving you dogs, boys. Junior Fry. Boom. Bank it. All right. Next up, Jordan Williams, who's nine and three. He is a minus one fifty underdog. He is, or excuse me, favorite. He is fighting Nasruddin Imanov, who is eight and two. He's a plus one twenty two underdog. <sighs> Jordan Williams, you know he had diabetes, right? I did not know that. I, I'm fucking kidding. Of course I knew that. That's all I said. I don't want to make fun of the guy. Listen, he, you know, he weighs one hundred eighty one pounds at one hundred eighty five pounds. He can't cut weight because of diabetes. It's a debilitating disease. I say that as I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. I luckily I don't have diabetes. I don't even know what the nightmare is. So props to Jordan Williams. But I, I just, you know, I know he just came on the contender series. This is his first UFC fight. He's getting a quick turnaround. He looked impressive. He got a good knockout over a solid dude. But I mean, when when are we going to stop with the diabetes, right? I mean, is it always going to be there? Is it always going to be a talking point? Is John Anik always going to put it on his card? John Anik, no, shot, no, that's not a shot of John because John is the best in the business. And John's never called one of his fights. But it's like, can we move past that at one point? Like, if he starts winning fights at being an undersized 85-er, and I think he's very talented, can we just move past the diabetes thing at one point, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. But he's fighting Imanov, who is a smaller... 185 or this might be his first fight at 185 he's usually a welterweight it's a really good matchup for jordan williams here because he's fighting a guy who isn't a big 85 there's some fucking big 85ers out there jordan williams doesn't have to keep people that in this this is a guy who he might even actually have the size on i think imidivov is kind of a long lankier guy um definitely won't have the height on him but when I looked at this fight, I was all over Jordan Williams in the beginning, right? Minus 150. He's got power. He's got good cardio. He's got diabetes. Um, but then I looked at Imanov, who I've never really seen all that much of. I believe this is his UFC debut. I don't want to say it again. Yeah, it is. So he fought an Aries, um, Aries fighting, uh, Aries FC. He was matched up with, um, was he matched up with Chris Curtis at one point? I want to say he was matched up with Chris Curtis at one point. I think that might be wrong, though. Um, either way, you know, he's got some wins by ground and pound, rear naked choke, decisions, knockouts. You know, he's pretty well-rounded. And then I looked up his last fight that he won by ground and pound in the first round. His takedown defense looked a little weak, but his scrambles look good. He's not the most powerful guy in the world. I don't think he's going to hurt Jordan Williams with any of his punches. He does have some unique striking. He's very confident in his striking. He's got a little swagger to him. 
And, you know, I don't want cats. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. We need more dogs. And I'm giving you a dog here. This is my underdog lock in the night. This was tough. There's not a ton of meat on these bones when it comes to underdogs. I like a lot of favorites. Joel Williams coming off the contender series. A lot of guys coming off the contender series, either they look really, really fucking good or they fall a little flat, right? TJ Laramie, perfect example. Oompa, Impa, Kasanane, I can't pronounce his last name. I follow him on Twitter. Everyone should follow him on Twitter. He's like the greatest human being on earth. Um, he looked great, right? It, it, it's a real balancing act. Uh, he came with the contender. So Jordan Williams had a really impressive showing. Quick turnaround here for him. He's finding a guy that... It all makes sense for him to win this fight. He's fighting guys with welterweight coming up to 85. Um, fight kind of got put together last minute, making his UFC debut. Both of them really are, but Jordan Williams has gotten that feel with the apex. It's all lined up for Williams to win. But my crazy brains tell me plus 122, it's not an enormous number. Um, you're good to get the plus money, so why not? And the Imanoff, I think, has some skills. Now, I'm a little curious of how he takes a punch, how his chin is. I haven't really seen him in a firefight yet. Jordan Williams can make this a firefight, so that kind of worries me a little bit. But I, I'm going to go Imanoff here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to bet him as well. I mean, I was going to say I'm going to root for Jordan Williams, but I'm not because I'm betting Imanoff, and I and I just think he's a little bit slicker, and I think Jordan Williams possibly might slow down in that third round because it's definitely going to go three, and uh, I think Imanoff is is going to eventually pick him apart. Probably get a close decision, maybe. Maybe I'll be sweating this one. Um, but I like him enough. Next up, Joshua Colobo, eight and one. He is a plus three twenty underdog. He's fighting Charles Jordan. Air Jordan, ten and three, a minus four thirty favorite. I'm a big fan of Jordan. I think this kid is got swagger. I think he's very talented. He's one and two in the UFC, which is kind of crazy to me because I think he's really, really skilled. Um, lost the decision, Des Green, which is, it, it's a tough fight. Des Green's was all over him with the grappling and didn't give him air, knocked out Duhu Choi. And then Andre Philly was a split decision. A lot of people maybe argue that he won the fight. He didn't Philly though. Very underrated in that division. Very talented fighter himself. Very entertaining fight, very high level. Um, and then he's got that one loss of Laramie early on in his career back in Canada. Oh, Canada. Um, I like Jordan. I don't like him at this number. But I like him enough that he's my mortal lock, right? I think this is a guy, and I hate, and I hate, 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 and I really do. Believe me when I say this. I hate giving out this high of a mortal lock. I, just, I, I, I truly, truly do. Minus 430, he's my mortal lock. I should be arrested, right? Call the cops. I should be arrested. But when I look at this car top and bottom, he's the only one that I feel confident emptying $500 on, right? So the win 100 bucks, you got to spend 430, right? So to put 500 bucks on Charles Jordan, it's the only guy I'm confident confident enough in doing that. Joshua Clabo fought uh who do you fight? The Spider, right? Tarantula. Jalen Turner's UFC debut got knocked out in the second round. Too small for that. Just way too small, too short. Tough dude, his only loss, you know, he's come from Australia, New Zealand, can't remember what part of the world. That part of the world. Um, and he's fighting Jordan. Listen, I think Jordan's fucking shredded for this fight as well. I've, I've seen him on social media. He looks ripped up. He made a funny poutine joke that made me laugh earlier in this week. So I'm going to go Jordan. Obviously big mortal lock. I, I'm embarrassed to giving you such a high mortal lock. I feel like it's a cop out, but I'm just, 
I'm I'm just kind of playing playing the fighters here. I'm playing who I think is going to win, and I and I'm and I'm really confident in Jordan to get this done. All right, next up, Carlos Condit, third thirty and thirteen. He is a plus one hundred six underdog. He is fighting Court McGee, nineteen and nine. He's a minus one thirty favorite. This fight broke my brain because I love Carlos Condit, or I love Carlos Condit back in the day. WEC, the Nate Diaz fight, even the GSP fight, where you know he got dominated except that head kick, and he's bloody. And I love Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit, though, it takes some years off. He retired. He didn't retire. His takedown offense is so bad. You have 43 fights in MMA. You trained one of the best camps in the world with Jackson's. If he's still at Jackson's, I don't know if he left or not. A lot of people have been leaving. But either way, you've been in MMA long enough. You know how to train. And your takedown offense is so, so bad. Your, Your game off the back's pretty good, right? Like he he used to be pretty good off the back. Problem is, is he likes to play that game too much that he doesn't worry about getting up, and then he loses fights. Court McGee, not the best wrestler in the world, but he can get you down. Um, I see Court McGee just not slowing down this fight. I don't think Carlos Condit really has an answer for him unless it's some kind of head kick or knee. Court is as tough as they come. He's going to come forward. He's going to always win that third fucking round. Court McGee is not going to finish you. And he's rarely good to get finished. I think he has been finished at least once in the UFC, but it doesn't happen often. He's going to be in your face and make it ugly. Carlos Condit is taking some years off. I'm praying, I'm hoping that Carlos Condit is going to work on his defense. And I just, I want to pick him at the underdog number, but I just can't. I got to go Court McGee here. This is my avoid bet of the night. I wish I had an alarm sound effect. I, the alarms would be going off. You avoid this fight because I'm going to be rooting for Carlos Condit in just a nostalgic way where my brain is still in early mid-2000s where Carlos Condit was the natural-born killer and he'd give you that fucking look. And he was nasty. He was fucking a mean dude. And then now it's like, you know, he's going through some personal stuff. He's kind of a weirdo a little bit. And, you know, I, I don't know. You just you just don't know where he's at mentally. You know, I mean, he just kind of gave up. And I think he's lost four fights in a row. How many fights has he lost in a row? It's got to be four in a row, right? Oh, God, dude, it's five in a row. Ugh. So he lost the Woodley knee injury, took, you know, had to take a year off, beat Tiago Average, which is an awesome fight. Split decision loss to Robbie Lawler, one of my all-time favorite fights. A lot of people thought he won. I actually scored that fight for Lawler. Then he just completely gave up against Maya, right? Rear naked choke. Gave up against Magny. Magny basically did what I think Court McGee is going to do to him, just lay on him, out cardio him. Him and Magny both training that that altitude. Uh, Alex Cowboy Oliveira, guillotine choke, got choked out again in a fight that was competitive in the first round, but, you know, again, just a dumb mistake in the Kiesa with a sick, sick Kimura. Uh, it was like a one-handed Kimura about ripped his arm off. So I don't see Court finishing here. I just see him doing what he has to do to win. And and I hope the old callers Condit comes out. I'm avoiding this fight at all costs, but yeah, it's, I'm excited to see it though. Cause I, I, I do hope the fucking natural born killer comes out, but I don't know. All right. Next up main card Taquan Townsend, 21 and 11 plus two forty five underdog. He's fighting disco, not disco, dusco, dusco. That's how you probably pronounce it. Dusco Todorik. There you go. This is a contender series guy. Number one guy in Europe, got some knockouts on his record, got some submissions on his record, um, pretty well-rounded. Uh, so decisions, Teddy Ash on a contender series, Teddy Ash, 14-4 and four veteran, been in some wars, tough dude, uh, tough dude to uh, look good against. You know, he, he's coming here against the Quantas, who I do not think has a UFC win. Let me look. Am I wrong? 
Um, yep, he does not have a UFC win. So he's got three losses in UFC. He's had some drug problems, had some personal problems. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And it's not like he's fighting the top of the tops, right? You know, he's got knocked out by Dolce Lamagabalula. And I, I'm not, I didn't just make up. That's how you say his name. Bevan Lewis and then Devin Clark. Um, I mean, the, the, those final two guys are okay, but they're not, you know, not world beaters. I like Dusko here. He almost was my, my mortal lock of the night. I just jumped a fight. What happened? Oh, they switched it on me. Oh, you motherfuckers. Okay, sorry. My paper's different than what um that apology has. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm picking Dusko here. I think he's probably gonna just fight smart, fight aggressive against Daquan. I don't think Daquan really has anything. His his wrestling isn't all that great. His stand-up is he's big, he's powerful, right? He can land those shots, but um, I just don't think it's gonna be there. He's coming down in weight, so I think his speed's gonna be a little off as well. Um, I just see him getting caught early. I think Dusko is gonna probably add a nice little highlight here. If he gets wild, uh, uh Dusko, that is. I mean, yeah, I mean, Daquan's a big, powerful dude. He's gonna have a little bit of the size on him. He could definitely knock him out. I just don't think Daquan is is gonna do that. I think Dusko's gonna win pretty convincingly. Probably not gonna bet minus 320. Minus 320 for is a little high. I probably will do a prop. Um, cause this is one stop shot for a props. Dusko at a knockout. Um, maybe paint the board, maybe go knockout. That's the method of victory and then go knockout round one, knockout round two. I actually see probably first round knockout happening. So whatever that prop is, I don't know yet. Uh, go do that. All right. Next up, Kyler Phillips, who's seven to one fighting, uh, what's his, excuse me, seven to one minus three fifty five favorite, heavy favorite. He's finding Cameron Elsie. He's 10 and four. He's a plus two seventy dog. This fight is interesting to me, right? Um, this fight, Cameron Elsie, English guy, took this fight on sh- relatively short notice, I believe. UFC debut. He's finding Kyler Phillips, who's got a little bit of um, kind of like this aura about him. A lot of people like him, right? He's a good submission guy, uh, good off his back, good, good, um, good on the ground, not just off his back, excuse me, good on the ground. But he's got a lot of submissions. One of the contenders, got sent to the Ultimate Fighter, lost, and then uh, got sent to LFA, won, and then now he's back in the UFC with a with a one win over Gabriel Silvia. His tapology picture, he looks like a fucking just rock star with the long hair and the glasses and a beard. Cameron Elsie, a guy who I didn't know much about. I had to look up tape on him. It says that his fighting out of England, but his head coach is Joey Villasenor, and other coaches are Greg Jackson, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Val Morneto. So an English guy that's training in America, affiliation Jackson Wink, I guess. Again, don't know much about him. Um, I looked him up. He's got a lot of stoppages. He's a finisher for sure. His last five, excuse me, his last six fights all come by finish. Head kick, rear naked choke, referee stoppage, KO, KO, guillotine choke. Very well-rounded. The fight I saw him fight actually was the Ed Arthur fight where he lost. Um, I just, I don't think, you know, he's got a win over Patty Pimet, which is actually a really good win. He was one and one at the time, and Patty Pimpet was four and zero. Oh, and Patty's turned down the UFC um, multiple times. Uh, a guy that uh, is probably going to come over. This kid comes from Cage Words, which I, I really like. Cage Words talent. I don't like how high he is. Right? I mean, or excuse me, I don't like Kyler Phillips at minus three fifty five. I like Elsie at plus two seventy. I'm picking Kyler right because I'm a little bitch, and I'm going to pick chalk. I like Kyler on the ground. I think Elsie, though, I think he's really good on the ground, too. 
Kyler hopefully just doesn't want to stand up. Hopefully he decide makes a decision, getting us fight to the ground. I don't give a shit. I have the advantage there. Don't know if he can get a finish on Elsie because Elsie does seem to be pretty well-rounded, although he has been stopped before. Um, it's not like he's unfinishable. Elsie, though, coming on short notice, but it, it looks to me, I mean, he's 10 and 4. He's got 14 fights. He's got a lot of experience. He's fought some tough guys. He's got some wins over some tough guys. On a nice little win streak here, on a nice little finish streak here, he's going to feel really confident. This might be five the night for sure. This is going to be five the night. But I'm going to pick Phillips. I don't know if I'm going to bet this fight, right? I don't know if I will. I, I don't know if I'm going to touch Phillips even in a parlay. I've been getting rock-solid results in my parlays lately. Just a two-fight, three-fight parlay. I've been fucking raking them in. I don't know if I'll add Kyler to that. This is a fight that might you want to sit back and enjoy. No, don't have any skin in the game because I think it's going to be very exciting. I really, truly do. But I'm going to lean Kyler because I think he's a little bit better on the ground. But, you know, um, and I feel like I have seen fights in the past, whether it was a couple years ago or not, maybe before Greg Wink or Greg Jackson, maybe, you know, before he went to Jackson Wink. I, he felt like a little off on the ground. Elsie, that is to me. It feels like, you know, he wants to strike. And, it, and if he goes to the ground, he's, he's capable, but it's not like he's world-class. I think Kyler will go for it and, and, and get that submission. All right, next up, Jermaine Durand, nine and four. Minus 115 favorites. She's fighting Juliana Pena, who is nine and three. Minus 105 underdogs. Slice of dogs. Pick them fight here. Very surprised by that line. I thought JD JDR was going to be way higher. Um, she's been talking a lot of shit this week saying like, I should be co-main event. I should, you know, I did really well against Amanda Nunez, which I don't think you really did all that well. You just made Amanda Nunez wrestle and grapple as opposed to strike. But I mean, if that's a win for you, sure. Um, Pena is a girl I was really high on many years ago. I don't know what happened. I think she became a mom. I think she had a kid a couple, uh, years ago, maybe. And she's really slowed down in progression as a fighter, in my opinion, her stand up. So really rough. Um, her wrestling and her top pressure was always really, really good, but I don't know. I think the game is kind of caught up to that. Women's in May, that is. I think it's kind of caught up to that. Jermaine Duran and me got taken down by Amanda Nunez, got laid on. Amanda worked some good ground and pound. I thought Jermaine possibly could have been finished over back, but she hung in tough. Hopefully she learned from that fight. I'm going to take Jermaine Rand and me here. I like this fight a lot. At minus 115, I think that's incredibly low. I thought Jermaine Rand and me was going to be probably close to 200 minus 160 minus 180 Payne hasn't fought in a while she does have some good hype she's got a loss to uh Shevchenko. i think was her one of her only losses in the ufc she lost by armbar but again it's just the inconsistency she hasn't fought um this is a woman who was supposed to fight for a title at one point right um if Payne goes out there and wrestles uh draining me and just shuts everything down i'm gonna be and it's a surprise. I think the first round is going to be all Pena. I think Pena is going to come out and she's really going to pressure the takedown. I think Drain uh, JDR is going to be a little harder to take down than Pena maybe you would expect, but she'll eventually get that takedown that first round. But then after that, I think JDR is going to pick her apart with the strikes and, and it's going to be possibly be TKO, but I, I'm probably going to go decision there. But yeah, Drain uh, Manny at minus 115 to me is insane. All right, next up, Jorgen Castro, co-main event, which is so odd to say. Six and one, Jorgen Castro, minus 280. He's fighting Carlos Felipe, eight and one. He's a plus 220 favorite. I hate this fight. I think this fight stinks. I don't know why it's the co-main event. Crazy to me, right? Jorgen Castro laid a fucking egg against Greg Hardy. He's got completely shut down, completely gun-shied. You know, this is a guy who's a little undersized at heavyweight, but packs big power, and Greg Hardy... Touched him one or two times, and Jorgen's like, I don't want any of that. Let me just stand in front of you. Cardio failed him. Um, I like Jorgen's stories from a very small country. Lives, he's like a janitor or something, or a school. I don't know. I don't want to say janitor, but maybe he is. 
security officer for a school in Massachusetts. He's got a cool story. Seems like a nice guy. I loved his performance in Contender Series. Loved his performance against Justin uh, Tua. Is that his name? Jason Tua? Justin Tua? Who was that guy he knocked out? Moving backwards. Basically, tied to a boss is like best friend. Justin Taffa, excuse me, a scar. Sorry. Uh, Carlos Felipe made his UFC debut, talked all that shit, surveyed Spigak, took him down. Carlos could not do anything. Um, I hated this kid after that fight. I usually like guys that run their mouth a little bit, but bro, you did fucking nothing. Nothing. You know, he's, both these guys are a little undersized for heavyweight, short and fat. Well, not short, but for heavyweights are short. And, uh, you know, um, Carlos Felipe is a guy that. Gets a lot of knockouts, right? He wants to stand up and bang. Well, you got your guy here. I think that's maybe why it's the co-main event. It's because it's probably going to end in a knockout. However, put that on the main card, right? And give, you know, bump up the ladies or maybe even bump up Kyler Phillips because I think that fight's going to be fine tonight. But this fight's going to end in one way. I think Jordan Castro, big favorite. I know I'm taking chalk money again, but I think he knocks out Felipe. I think Felipe stinks. I, I just don't think he's that good. I think he's hittable. I think he's arrogant. I think he talks a lot. And he has nothing to back it up with. I mean, Sergey Spivak is not the best heavyweight in the world. He's definitely not the best grappler. And you got grapple fucked by him and couldn't do anything off your back. Gassed out and still worth talking. There's bad blood after the fight. Uh, Jordan Castro, I don't, you know, see him playing into the whole talking thing. I like his movement at the size. I like his kicks and I like his punches. I don't like minus 280. Probably not going to bet this fight just because it's a little high for me, right? Maybe I'll put him in a parlay. So maybe I will. Hold on. Excuse me. I just swallowed a bug or something. Not really, but something, <clears throat> something went down there, boys. All right, next up, Holly Holm, main event, 13-5. She's a minus 118 favorite. She's fighting Irene Adana, who's 12-5. She's a minus 108 underdog. Slight underdog. <sighs> a lot of people <clears throat> who I respect, and I say this almost every podcast, are very split and torn on this fight. A lot of people want to take... Irene Andana, she's kind of the new girl on block, right? She hasn't got a shot at Amanda yet. 12-5, she has some losses, but she's looked really good. Coming off a big knockout win. And then other people want to take Holly Holm, right? Tried and true, Holly Holm. She's not giving up till she gets a shot at the title, right? It's a tough fight. It, you know, if I look at her stylistically, Holly Holm, to me, her striking isn't what it used to be. I feel like... She's focused so much on her grappling that she's kind of turned into a grappler, right? She got caught by a head kick by Amanda Nunes. Um, and she just got pieced up by... What was that other fight? Excuse me. Sorry. So Raquel Pennington, she became a grappler, essentially. She got knocked out by Amanda Nunes. Became a grappler again against Amanda, Megan Anderson. And then against uh, Jermaine Durand. while ago, she just got outstruck. Same thing with Valentina Shevchenko. I'm just worried about her recessing she's getting older right she's stepping further and further away from boxing boxing was the best part her head kicks were really good irene adana is is big for this division she's aggressive she's mean she's tough she has knockouts on her her record the only pause i have on adana is she's never been five rounds right kate or excuse me um holly holm has right She's got some ugly losses, Adana does, right? Her UFC debut, Leslie Smith, Caitlin Chikagian, both high-level girls, but decision losses. Then she she went on a nice little win there, a couple decisions, got Beth Carrera by an armbar, which was sick. Lost a split to Raquel Pennington, who's a high-level fighter, and then Melo, and then the Caitlin Vieira knockout, which was a big win. She also has, you know, she has only fought high-level. She fought in Invicta. She's fought um, in the UFC. High, high-level girl. I like her frame for this division. I like that the number... 
and I like betting this fight. I'm taking Aldana. I'm taking her out minus 108. Send them home. Send them home. And I'm taking her at the prop to finish. I think she's going to finish Holly Holm here. I know that's crazy. I think Aldana knows. I'm not going to go five rounds with this broad. He's been five rounds multiple times. I'm not going to get in a grappling exchange with her. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my game. I'm long. I'm lanky. I'm going to throw some kicks. I'm going to throw some fucking heaters. And I'm going to try to take Holly Holm out. Holly Holm has been finished early on in fights. And uh, I feel like her defense is recessing a little bit. And I don't think Holly Holm is that big of a threat standing up as she once was. I think she's going to probably try to grapple Adana here. If it's a five-round stand-up fight, I'm, I think Aldana wins it. It's as crazy as to say since Holly Holm is one of the most established female boxers of all time. All right, that's it. That's the fight. Um, not a lot of huge plays for me on this card. I definitely am going to bet. Um, I, I am up some money right now. Uh, I withdrew some money, but I'm up money, so I have some free money to play with. My must bets, this is something that just came to my head now. You just listen to podcasts, but I guess the fights that I would must bet would probably Adana. I think she's probably really bang for your buck here. I want to say Charles Rodin, even though he's my mortal lock, which anytime I give you a mortal lock, you should go and run out and bet that. However, he's really high. He's absolutely high. I'm pretty confident in my underdog lock. I've been actually pretty lucky in my underdog locks lately. Um, but the one fight I would just avoid is probably Carlos Connor, Court McGee, and I would avoid Casey Kenny, Haley Tong, just because those fights, you know, Carlos kind of come out full and fine knee like he did against Dong Young Kim, knock out court, and, and he's back, right? Casey Kenny could lay an egg like he did against, against Marab Dash Willie. So there's not, to me, there's not a ton of plays. I think there's only like three or four fights I'm going to bet. We'll talk about it more on Twitter. Enjoy the fights. Enjoy your weekend. And yeah, let's go. Next week, though, big fights next week. Big fights the rest of the month. I can't even tell you how fucking excited I am for Khabib, Justin Gaethje. Are you kidding me? That's like what? Three weeks away? Three weeks away from the Saturday? Pfft, forget it. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.